into the PFF NFL Daily right now, reacting to the Rams' Super Bowl victory. They beat the Bengals 23-20. Another dramatic finish, Sam. And uh, kind of a weird game, right? There was some ups and downs. We had both quarterbacks get injured. You know, there was there was a lull in the middle of the game, a random 75-yard touchdown. Penalties were a huge factor in a 75-yard touchdown and in a third down, uh, essentially conversion for the Rams down the stretch. What are your initial takeaways from the Rams win here? Yes, yeah, so many critical parts of this game. Obviously, I think I think the single biggest moment in the game was Odell Beckham injuring his knee. What looked like, a, you know, an ACL tear, planting his foot in the turf, non-contact injury, immediately goes down clutching his knee, and he's done for the day. And at that point, all of a sudden, in an instant, you started to see exposed the the risk of this Ram strategy of you know um, stars and scrubs, as Eric as Eric has been calling it. Right, you have a an incredible amount of talent concentrated in just a few bodies and everybody else is just there to make up the numbers. And that works for as long as those guys stay healthy. And for the last few years, the Rams have been really, really good at staying healthy relative to everybody else. We don't know if there's something to that or if they've just been riding injury luck for a while. Robert Woods obviously went down injured earlier in the season, but Odell Beckham was there to step in and pick up that slack. When Beckham went down, there was basically nobody to pick up the slack, right? They're already down Tyler Higby, and Cooper Cup is basically being double teamed out of the game. So they're just there's just nobody there that they can get the ball to. And it looked like that did for the Rams offense, that they just they couldn't do anything at that point. Until late in the game, they just went, you know what? To hell with it. If we're going to go down, let's go down, forcing the ball to the one guy we know is amazing. And it was just Stafford to Cooper Cup into tight windows and come what may, and that was enough. So so it was the Stars in the end, though, right? Remember on the PFF NFL podcast, I pulled out that stat before the game. The Rams have three of the top five most valuable non-QBs, and those were the guys that were the Stars down the, uh, down the stretch there. Cooper Cup with uh, all of the key conversions, but also the game-winning touchdown, and, of course, Aaron Donald. He was unblockable. I, I got to give credit to the boss, man. I thought, you know, Chris and everybody at NBC did a really nice job of explaining why was Aaron Donald kind of quiet early on, and then how did they eventually essentially break him out right and get him more one-on-ones you could see the Bengals were giving help 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 and every time the you know the Rams had Aaron Donald one-on-one he's just dominating guards he's getting into the backfield and, and again I think you know Joe Burrow and the Bengals um, it wasn't just the sacks right for the second game second time in three games a ridiculous number of sacks this time Joe Burrow goes down seven times but it's the speed of the pressure it's the speed that it's getting there and then on a on a huge fourth and one with the game on the line the biggest play of the game it's it's Aaron Donald in the backfield essentially wrapping up Burrow didn't get the sack but uh you know forced the throw away so uh the stars ended up coming through in the end and Stafford came through in the end say what you want about the middle of the game and he had two interceptions in there one probably not on him but Crunch time, man. Fourth quarter, when he's got to make those throws, he just continues to do it. So you got to give credit to Stafford, an incredible win, capping off an incredible playoff run for him and the Rams. Yeah, and there was one throw in particular on that late in the game where he threaded a ball to Cooper Cup through an absolutely tiny window on a dig route in between a bunch of defenders. Like, that was an incredible pass from Stafford. And yeah, like, this is why they got him, right? Like, everything that they were saying about Matthew Stafford. The the difference between him and Jared Goff may not have been massive, even versus uh, 2018 Jared Goff. 
But this was the difference when they needed him to show up and force some throws. And, you know, we are, we're struggling here. We're down. We're in a hole. It's late in the Super Bowl. We just need you to come and show up and make a few massive plays to overcome the difference and, and to make the difference in this game. Those are the throws he made. Whereas if you count back to the last time they were in the Super Bowl, those were the throws that Jared Goff didn't make in a similar situation. They had opportunities in that game to put up points to, to try and claw back the deficit against the Patriots, and Goff couldn't do it. Goff was late on those throws or didn't get it there. Stafford showed up and made those throws at the key times. Of course, aided with officials randomly deciding on one drive. Now we're going to start throwing flags. And look, I, I don't think there was anything necessarily wrong with that second one in particular. I think the first flag yeah. was kind of crap. But the my my point with this is, the same as the last game, that when you go into these games and you take the kind of, we're just going to let them play, we're not going to call things today, it, it, it makes the ones where you do decide to call it look crazy by, by comparison. They didn't call an awful lot in this game, including, you know, the crazy uh, T. Higgins offensive pass interference against Jalen Ramsey, but to then decide late in the game on what was one of the two defining drives... Now we're going to start calling stuff. It just stands out as as a little bit silly. Yeah, I mean, and it's like legacy-defining stuff, right? I mean, really, I mean, we're talking about Stafford and his legacy and the Rams and McVay and Donald and or the, or the Bengals and Joe Burrow and, and all of that stuff essentially coming down to T. Higgins, the 75-yarder. That was egregious. But then the third down holding that you said it wasn't uh, there was a holding that was legit after that but the one that was on third down by logan wilson over the middle of the field certainly not a bad it was a bad call it was not a hold you compare it to what like jalen ramsey did early in the game he had a little tug on t higgins in the end zone on a third down incompletion you know pass breakup that's it's it's that i I think you summed it up well right it's kind of like that a b analysis within a game and especially when it's established early, we're not calling penalties. There was a point where the only penalty in the game was Vernon Hargraves jumping off the bench with a hoodie on, <laughs> and that was it, right? I mean, that, and, and then there was a late personal foul. There were two penalties until about the fourth quarter in this game, and then we had like seven down the stretch. That, I think, is, is a little bit of an issue. And, and nothing changed. Like, that's the thing. It's not like... Um, it's not like both teams decided, hey, look, it's prison rules today. They're just not calling anything. Let's go crazy. They were playing the same way then that they were playing earlier in the game. The officials just randomly decided late in the game, let's start pitching flags on this stuff. And the Logan Wilson one was egregious. I don't think it was a penalty in any standard of game. And certainly not given what wasn't being called already in this game. There's no way that was a penalty by the standards of the the way the officiating was going in this game. And it's just... It's frustrating when games like that, you know, I love the attitude of let's let them play and let's not call penalties. Even if it gets, I would much rather they err on that side of things and hey, let's call for even the most ticky tack things. But once you've decided that, like follow it through, stick to that ethos. Don't then change your mind late in the game when the drives are most important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. I want to I wanna wrap it up though, talking about just both teams really quickly. Uh, the Rams pretty much just well, I know they justified their strategy, right? Going all in with getting Von Miller. It, it, we said at the time, middle of the season, 
If you're trading for Von Miller, you only have him for half a season. You gave up two valuable draft picks for him. You pretty much have to win a Super Bowl. They did. OBJ, it looked like he was on his way to a huge game. That was the other part. You mentioned OBJ being the biggest part of the game. We'll get into that more on the PFF NFL podcast, but they clearly had a distinct game plan for OBJ, running slot fades and taking advantage of a matchup against Mike Hilton, and it was it was working early on. Um, but OBJ, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey didn't have his best game, but Cooper Cup, the stars of the Rams, whether they were offseason acquisitions, whether they were guys who did get you know traded for first-round picks, and then, of course, Matthew Stafford being that guy when they needed him in crunch time, in must-pass situations, in games where the run game wasn't there, like today, still able to get it done. So impressive all-around effort by the Rams. They took a risk on paper, supposedly, but they it was calculated by them, and it really paid off. So kudos to that organization. Yeah, and we, we talked about this with uh, with Doug uh, Kai late on the, the Daily during the Super Bowl week. It's going to be interesting now to see you know, just how much of this group they can keep together because it's not a guarantee that these guys that they brought in as these midseason additions are all going to walk. Like, winning the Super Bowl and having the potential to go and do it again is a powerful um, powerful motivator for these guys. We saw with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers how they were able to just bring everybody back to have one more go at it and try and chase that ring a second time. I wouldn't put it beyond the realms of possibility that the Rams can bring back some of these guys. Now, that being said, this this today has been all about the Rams. Like, everybody connected with the Rams is going to retire, right? Andrew Whitworth, presumably, is going to retire, having finally got his Super Bowl ring. There was talk that Sean McVay might retire and take a cushy job in TV to be with the family. All of a sudden, Aaron Donald might walk away from the game based on the reports on the NBC coverage. So, you know, maybe they'll be able to bring back OBJ and, uh, and Von Miller, but everybody else walks out of the building. It's just... The all-in moves, you know, whatever, whether or not you agree with that assessment of or that interpretation of what they did, their team-building strategy worked. They went at this Super Bowl. They won this Super Bowl. Now the question is, how sustainable was that strategy? Is this a one-year thing? You know, you loaded up for this year and it was a true all-in move. Or can you put together another team next year that's capable of going deep into the playoffs and taking a run at repeating? And for the Bengals, an incredible run. Obviously, they found their quarterback. They found that their quarterback can do some great things. But, man, it's tough to do great things when the offensive line is that bad. Early early returns on the pass blocking grades for the Bengals, incredibly bad. As bad as it gets. We'll find out, you know, for sure tomorrow over at PFF.com. But uh, clearly, Joe Burrow under quick pressure. And that's going to be the entire offseason discussion again. How are the Bengals going to protect him? I mean, now the Bengals' mission is let's not make like let's ensure that Joe Burrow doesn't become Dan Marino, right? Where he just never gets back to another one. Like they they need to spend this offseason doing what the Chargers did last offseason, which is say, yeah, what our quarterback did this year in the face of that pressure was pretty incredible, but that should never happen again. Let's make sure that guy doesn't get under this much pressure and hit the offensive line with everything we have from free agency, the draft, trades if you need to. Like, just attack that thing because the offensive line cost them the Super Bowl. Well, congrats to the Rams, Super Bowl champs here in Super Bowl 56. We'll have even more on the PFF NFL podcast. It is the PFF NFL Daily.